20 years, 12 albums, all of them brilliant, in my view anyway. This is about The Tangent, and they've got a new album out. Uh, it's just come out, actually. It was out last month. And it's Songs from the Hard Shoulder. It's brilliant. It's different to the last album. But then every album's different to the last one for The Tangent, and that's the beauty of it. So, it was lovely to sit down and talk to Andy Tillerson, who, of course, is the main man, really, from The Tangent. Not just because... I wanted to talk about the album because it's always lovely to talk to him and I'm lucky to be able to do that on a fairly regular basis. Um, he's not the kind of hit my demographic, this is how it was in the studio, here's my five-year plan type person. He's a lot more interesting than that. He's actually, though, a little bit quiet on this recording, so when he's speaking, turn it up. And the music, too. Here's how it went. Well, it's great to have with me because I'm long term. I'm long time fan, and we do we do talk occasionally. To have Andy Tillerson on the other end of a phone line, mainly because, as well, whenever the Tangent release a new album, it's always time for celebration, a little cake perhaps, or a party hat. And the um, I mean, they've been at it for. You've been at it for 20 years um, uh, and more, and this is your 12th album. This is Songs from the Hard Shoulder, and it's, it's a fantastic piece of work, as I've, as I've said in, in print as well. So um, it, it kind of, there's so much, there, you know, the, the music of the tangent contains multitudes, I always think. And there is so much to enjoy that um, it really, it really kind of defines progressive music for me i mean is, how does it how does it come about for you is it is it just something that spills out of you because this album sounds sounds different to the last one to me well um, first of all good evening <laughs> <laughs> whatever time of day this is going out yes uh, I'm kind of a bit old-fashioned, and I kind of think in real time. And yes. I think that, you know, when I say good evening, because it is evening when yes. I'm speaking. You know, yes, uh, <laughs> good evening. Probably somebody's going to listen to it as a, a, a tea break or in an afternoon or yes. whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, yes, it's true. 20 years of, of the tangent, and, um, you know, I think that, and, and 12 records, you know, I, I think that, you know, there comes a time when, as you're writing music, you you need to kind of decide whether you're just going to make the same album again and again, yeah. or whether you're, or whether you're going to take it somewhere else. And the, you know, we've had a lot of people to learn from in the past. You Ooh. know, uh, we've we've had our favourite bands, and we've seen what people have done, and we've seen what other bands who've who, other progressive rock bands who've gone for 20 years and made multiple records and we've seen how some of them have you know failed in later years some of them have improved in later years and some of them have totally changed their audience in in that time Ooh. you know and we decided you know which way would we like to go um and i think one of the most important things is that, you know, in, in the current musical environment, 
we're not kidding any we're not kidding ourselves into believing that there's fame and fortune waiting just around the corner yes yeah um, and therefore we're not really having to make decisions that involve shareholders or, or anything. <laughs> so we you know great i mean i mean it's quite a serious thing you know i mean um, if uh you know, there's a there's an old story that uh, you know a, a band could, you know, get better gigs in the USA um, on the big stadium circuit if they hadn't released a new album recently, right. you know, because, because you know it was uh, it was um, an established thing that they could do. They could go and play the big stadiums in America, knowing that they're not going to fill it full of. Um, bizarre new material yes yeah and of course you know for a long time there was that period when when genesis came to play in the uk they they, they, they'd um they'd play all their new stuff and uh only the americans got suppers ready and stuff like that so because the the americans insisted that um that uh these songs were played as part of the contract yeah yeah um Having seen, you know, bands like Genesis totally change the uh, the, uh, the the balance on which they, you know, the fulcrum on which their um, music rested, really, and seen how other bands decided to just make this huge change. Well, what we decided to do, well, we decided it's taken a long time for it to happen, but you know, we've. We've always tried to keep that balance on the fulcrum between how we began and where we are now, so that there is, we've never thrown the baby out with the bathwater. We've never decided, okay, we're not going to be a progressive rock band anymore. We're going mm. to be uh, this kind of music or this kind of music. We're going to dump the prog stuff. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. Um, well, it certainly isn't going to happen yet. <laughs> <laughs> I've got no idea where it will go in the future, but you know, uh, there is something. You know, there's a there's a there's a line of continuity between our first album from 2002 to the the one we've just released in 2022, and yet on top of that, there's a whole load of new stuff that's come in and has been coming in ever since we began. You know, and it's been a slow process, so that we're kind of you know. Not suddenly going into hip hop, all of a sudden, but, but we have used we have used techniques that hip hop musicians would have used, and, uh, and you know gradually shifted how we do and bringing in new stuff. Yes, because, you know I, I, as I've frequently answered other questions to the effect that hey, you know. We've got 15 years of musical development since progressive rock began, and you, you know we we want to include that in what our mixture is as well. Absolutely, yeah, I know, I, I agree with that, and and understand entirely what you're saying. The the um the thing about about the tangent is that because there's so much music out there, and you know. I use this phrase constantly, you know, you want to touch so much of that music as a band and you do and bring in um, really dance dance stuff and that kind of thing as well. This album sounds different to me. You know, it sounds, uh, I mean, there's a Motown track on there, which we'll talk about in a bit, which is just extraordinarily, it's extraordinary and extraordinarily good. But this album sounds, you know, it, it doesn't have those kind of dance elements and it has more of a, 
it has more of a kind of of an older prog feel to me, not in a bad way, but in a in a kind of in a kind of in a kind of sturdy way, but in a sort of warm way. I, I, and I I really love that as well. Well, that, that's it. I mean, we've 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 been to uh, we've been to this place where we we uh, we brought on. You know, we've done political stuff, we've done dance music tracks, we've done funk tracks, we've done metal stuff, we've had bits of punk, and, you know, out-and-out political protest stuff. Yeah. And, and yet, we we simply are a band, you know, and, and we, we're just a, a band who can do a lot of different things and, and have more than, more than one streak to our bow, and... You know, for an album, who, for a band who made twelve records, that's probably a good thing. Who support us? That they don't get exactly the same every time. And you know, there's this kind of breathing motion to our music over the years that, like, we've often sort of strayed away from the path, and, but then come back to it, and then diverted a little bit, and then all, always coming back to what is at our core, which is. A band that that trades on its love of progressive rock music, yes, trades on its love of jazz fusion, yes, but also of the many components that make up that music in the first place, and what can be added to it now. I think that's how how we approach it. Oh, absolutely right, and I think that for me, you know, the Tangent are are probably the band that really. Um, jabs against that genre of progressive rock that says this is what progressive rock is well actually it's progressive music isn't it so um you know to to to, to bring the music that you love together to come back and you know to the warp and weft of it all that's the progression of it even if you feel you're bringing something back it's a, still a progression well, well of course yes and and there's there's no there's you know the the whole manifesto of progressive rock music is that you know it uh, it brings on board different things. It was always a melting pot yes. of, of, of different styles. You only have to go back to the you know very early progressive rock albums. Listen to listen to the first album by Yes. You've got um, you've got songs by the Beatles on it. Cover oh. versions oh. of songs by the Beatles. Yeah. You've got got jazz moments in I See You which is operating in a kind of fast swing mode yes. you've got you've got pop songs like uh, Beyond and Before and you've got the first the first tellings of epics in things like Harold Land and Survival you've you've got this whole mixture of what was going on at the time in the in the in the 19 the late 1960s as that album was and you can hear what was in the world around Yes when they were making that record. Um, and what we want to do is, is 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 make music like that and you can hear the world around us in it. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. But th that, that leads me to ask you, with the, the sort of last project, that, not the tangent, but that you did, you know, the, 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 the Tillerson Rheingold Taranti project, which is, uh, you know, certainly is a wonderful... Um, project and, and wonderful music and sounds like you know PFM to me and is is linked very heavily to um, 70s prog 
does that did that kind of um, that kind of seep into to this album at all, or is that is that hermetically sealed for you? That kind of that kind of project. Well, no, I think that everything I do is is linked. Um, you know, uh, yes, uh, T- TRT or to listen Rangel Tiranti's album yeah. Allium Una Storia was really. You know, this was a deliberate attempt to um, to, to to reinvigorate something, to rediscover. Yeah. Archi- it was a, it was like an architectural, um, not architect, archaeological dig really, yes. into, yes. into music. It's great, because you know this the story of that particular record is true in that, like I saw this band in the nineteen seventies in Italy. They changed my life because it's where I first saw electric music happening yep. in front of my eyes, and I even got to touch and play the instruments briefly. And uh, and you know, I was already into progressive rock music at a very young age. I began at twelve, and you know, by the time I reached Italy and saw these guys, I was fourteen and already had PFM records. Yes, and and so you know. Uh, and I, and I never heard from this band again. And what I wanted to do was make the album that I imagined they made. Um, now, I actually did have a tape of what they'd done, um, and I lost it. Um, right, yeah. Because basically, my student flat got burgled mm-hmm. in 1977, and they stole my tape recorder. And the uh, tape was in the tape recorder, and it was a one-off thing. And I've never found it again, never found any trace of the band who I don't think had any success at all. They were basically a holiday camp band who were writing some progressive rock music. Whether they, have, it, it, it obviously seems to me that they never made a record. So, um, you know, I made the record I imagine they'd have made. I mean, it was based on memories of how it sounded and the kind of things they did and, you know, things that I liked about them. And... Um, so I did it very, very much in the uh, in the spirit of the times, really, by throwing out all sounds and instruments that couldn't have been that couldn't have been used back then because they hadn't been invented yet, and uh, went for very nineteen uh, seventies production techniques. And yeah, it, it essentially built this record up. Now, the, as soon as I was back to the tangent um, to make. Uh, uh, songs from the hard shoulder. Those restrictions were all off. You yes, know, you know, yeah. You, you know, you said, we we enjoyed working with the restrictions that everything has to be something that would have been possible in the nineteen seventies. But when we release ourselves to now, anything goes because you know we can use drum machines, we can use samplers, we can use anything we want because yeah. that's where. That's where we are now, you know. Uh, we're not held back by um, uh, archaic technology, but both have their beauty. Of course, they do. They they always will. Yeah, yes, and, and the extraordinary thing is that you're right about the kind of you know um, the the sort of taking the, the the shackles off for the music, but the the story around and the idea around the album for me personally um, extended something for me. So. You know, the, the, I understood and, and really enjoyed what the music was, but the actual idea around it really made it fly for me. So that kind of took the shackles off, which is, you know, it's more than just the music. 
you know, it's the ethos of the of, of you and the band as well, which is really important, I think. I, I think that that's it. I mean, you know, we don't we don't very often do it in the tangent. We don't really say this is a concept album. Yes. Of course, you know, that's uh, one of the great cliches of prog rock. It's yeah. a concept album, man. You know? <laughs> I suppose that the Allium thing by TRT was a concept. It's just not the kind of concept that would normally be there. Um, you know, when we think of a concept album, it's usually a story. It's based on a book or based on a on a on a tribe of intergalactic voyagers or this, that, and the other. You know, yeah. ours is a concept album based around what might this band that I saw in 1976 have sounded like if they'd made a record. That was the concept, and we did it, and it was a good concept. You know, yeah, um, and the, uh, you know, and. Uh, and it wasn't about spacefaring. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Of any kind, you know. So, um, in fact, you know, uh, I don't really know what the lyrics are about. I decided that I was having nothing to do with the lyrics, a because I don't speak Italian, and <laughs> because my enjoyment of Italian progressive rock music had always been based on the fact that I didn't understand the lyrics. I didn't know what they were about. I just loved the sound of the voices. Right. And, you know, that is a real beauty to be able to listen to music in other languages and not have to understand what they're saying. Now, a few people can't get past that. There's quite a lot of people who can't get past it. They mm. want to hear it in English because they somehow feel that they're missing out on something. Well, you are, but you're gaining something else. Absolutely. The, the human voice is a beautiful thing. It doesn't have to actually be singing words. It's just an amazing thing. Well, I mean, some people's voices are beautiful. <laughs> <not particularly. laughs> yes, I know, I know what you mean. Roberto Tirati, fantastic singer. Yes, oh yeah, absolutely. And the thing is that, that you know, following on from... from your comments about that album and the, and the new album, you know, one of the things I've always admired about the tangent um, is that you do what you do, and it's it seems you know it's unfiltered. It's not sort of. I speak to a lot of people who say, um, yeah, well, we're, you know, I, I'm hitting my demographic, and I've got one of these tracks on, and you know, the record company said, and I know that you um, that you have a record company, but you know, the thing is that it does seem with the tangent that. You do what you feel you want to do and is necessary to do. And, you know, if that's not what people want, then that's the way it is. And that is really powerful as well. I, I'm, I'm pleased to see it that way. I mean, essentially, yeah, the, the Tangent is a band that has absolutely no external shekels put on it at all. Yeah. Um, it essentially does what we want to do. Um, and as yet, in 12 albums and 20 years, our record company have only ever intervened once on a subject to ask us to change our minds about something. And it wasn't anything to do with music at all. Right. So, yeah. You know, so, um, uh, and it was a minor thing. Um, so uh, uh, we, we just decided to uh, immediately grant their request, uh, seeing as, uh, and, you know, uh, so uh, when when I submitted uh, when I submitted the latest album and it had three long tracks and one Motown song on it, you know, uh, there are record companies that might have said, "How the hell do we sell this?" <laughs> Inside Out just went, "Sure, that's it, it'll do," and um, out it went, and um, they put their full weight behind it, and mm. um, 
yeah. I, I, you know, I find that um, if, if, I, if, if I, I don't like to use this word anymore because of Boris Johnson, but like uh, it's a mandate, isn't it? You know, the record company <laughs> yeah. have sort of given me this sort of like ability to be able to to say what I want to say through music and to and to not fuss about it, you know, yeah. and to not question it and say, mm, we're not sure whether this will sell. You know, this yeah. is about art. That's what we're selling here. Art. Yes. We're not. We're not. Um, we're not selling design or media. This is art, and uh, I think that's uh, that's 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 why we're who we are. Absolutely. You know, um, inside out. I've got I've got balls to do that, and but, but they understand what you're also um, what you're also doing is that, is that you're a band who um, who give us freedom. So you know. Uh, you know, I, I, I have the freedom to think the way I feel about the music and the lyrics. And you've never, and you know, the band and you have never been afraid to say, this is what I feel about certain things. And people can come back at you and say, don't agree with that. But then at least people are having a discussion about it. And that's what we don't have these days. Anywhere, you know, on on the news, you, 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 don't, you no longer get what do you think. You get how do you feel. And you know, for for, for 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 you to have also have the balls to say this is what I think, and I'm going to I'm going to write about this, um, and people to then have the freedom to say don't like it, and you can have a discussion. That's a great thing. It's wonderful. Well, that, I, obviously, you know, we've 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 brought politics into into our music. In, yeah. I mean, this is how I one of the one of the biggest influences in my life was starting off and working with politically minded uh, bands mainly Indeed. in the kind of punk arena back in the 1980s yeah but um you know uh, and, and those bands inspired me and brought me back into making my own music and writing my own songs way back then and um i just felt that uh you know that the music into Prague and you know there are people who don't think there is a place for it they don't think there's a you know they, they just don't think it's right for it to be there mm. and uh, and and, uh, and you know fair enough and if that's what you think you know we're not the band for you, <laughs> you yeah. know? Uh, and uh, it, it really you know because there are plenty of other bands out there that are the band for you obviously yes. so you know um we will we will continue to write songs that are incisive but they're never sort of like um we don't really sort of say you've got to join us you've got to be on our side or anything sure. like that we're not, we're not sort of saying you're wrong we're right or any of that it's usually just sort of observations and you know asking people to make up their own Yes. And, you know, I actually like the slightly more old-fashioned world where people could make a point and there wasn't a, a chat thread underneath it. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> um, you know, and, you know, my, my music comes without a chat thread. <laughs> yes. Um, obviously, you can start a chat thread about anything anywhere, but, you know, 
the records that come out do not have the chat thread um, on, on the record sleep or anything. They're, they're for you to listen, and if you want to discuss it somewhere, you can find that place. Of course you can. Yeah. But the record stands alone without the chat thread attached. And I think this is something that in you know the world of social media is that everything is immediately commented on, immediately pulled apart. Yes. And, you know... Um, and I think you need to you need to have a little bit more um, time in between a statement to it being answered. Yeah, absolutely right. I mean, like you know, can you imagine? Can you imagine that if Neil Young had re- re- had released Southern Man um, immediately? Yeah, it released Southern Man now, right? Yes. Now, of course, that one of the classic musical debates was that. He wrote this song criticising people from the South, the, the South's political history and and, um, and heritage, and it took probably took a, a period of time before Lynyrd Skynyrd were able to reply. <laughs> yes. Well, so the man don't lead him around no how, you know. Yes. Uh, that took time. But nowadays, somebody would have already said, some man don't need you around know-how within 10 minutes of Neil Young releasing the record. Yeah, absolutely. Consequently, consequently, that beautiful sort of, like, reply from Lynyrd Skynyrd uh, would, might not have ever been the same. Yes. Because, you know, the, because it was it, it was framed in such a good way. Um, you know, well, obviously I'm... You know, firmly on because of who I am, I'm firmly on Neil Young's side. Yes, <laughs> yes. But, but my goodness me, I do like Sweet Home Alabama. And Ab- absolutely, and the thing is, also, you you know, people wouldn't feel now that they would need to rebut that with something that was um, that was artistically, you know, enjoyable and extraordinary, because you'd have the algorithms where people would be would be agreeing with you. So you'd just say, "Oh, sod off," and everybody would say, "I agree." And that's all you'd need to do. So, you know, it really stunts debate. Yeah, I, I, th- I think that's, you know... I mean, the, the, the world is... Uh, you know, w- w- the debate is certainly stunted, absolutely. Yeah. But um, at the same time, you know, it, it just it's just everywhere. You know, we are falling apart with the amount of debate we're having about so many different subjects right oh, now. absolutely. Um, yeah. And certainly, certainly in England, the USA um, are just awash with it, and this sort of uh, what they're calling culture wars, um, which are totally unnecessary. Bearing in mind that you know, um, I am I'm perfectly capable of getting on very well indeed, and having friends who are on both sides of the argument and yep. managing to get through an evening without insulting any of them. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm sure that I'm sure that we all could do that, you know. Uh, and um, cooperation is just as important as debate. Um, yeah. but I think we're forgetting the cooperation bit, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, ab- absolutely. And the thing, the thing is that you know, my wife often says that. Well, if if you're in the pub and you said something, then you'd have a debate and you'd you'd resolve that in that evening, wouldn't you? 
because you'd, you'd be there around a the table and you'd be chatting with your mates and there'd be compromise and there'd be, and there'd be you know, argument. And you'd, you'd either reach a compromise or you wouldn't, but there would be. And the, the important thing about that conversation in a pub is that it would not attract the attention of a man in Vermont in Canada. No. <laughs> Because, like, somebody very angry in Vermont is not going to suddenly interrupt your conversation and go, well, I think you're all wrong, no. and I think you're all racist, and yes. I think you're all fascists, and all that kind of stuff. Yes. So it's not going to happen. No. Because you're in the pub, yeah. and you're just talking to your friends instead of to the whole bloody world. You yeah. Know, so. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, the thing the thing about... about, about um, about the tangents music is that it's it, for me it's open enough for people to have that discussion and at least they're having that kind of discussion even if it's a stunted discussion at least they're saying actually i feel this way and i'm going to tell you how i feel this way let's have a discussion about that so at least it's opening up something yeah well i mean like the, the thing is is that you know usually uh, obviously we, we do get people few people who throw the word woke at us and everything like that of course and, yeah you know, we're, 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 we're inevitably going to get that but you know i have to say that you know one of our first political protest songs that we actually put out was about the, the unfair treatment of a second world war war hero you know yeah yeah, and yeah. saying that he was unfairly treated and that he was forgotten by his, the people who he'd helped save, um, and uh, you know, well, you know, that doesn't sort of like fall into the normal definition of what woke people are. I Absolutely, mean, that's, that's yeah. we were standing up for somebody who fought for his country, and we've we've gone back to his story several times during our career. And of course, we get a load of people who really like that story, yeah. and then we've got a load of people who like both that story and my other story about immigrants tr- crossing the channel in little in little inflatable boats yeah. and the immense risks that they're prepared to take. And we yes. have people who can accept both of those as being important stories. Indeed. And then we get one group of people who think that. The story about the airman is great, but the story about the immigrants is woke. Uh, <laughs> yes. And then you get the people who think that the story about the immigrants is great, and that the the one about the uh, about the airman is a bit of a, you know, but is a bit of a kind of like right wing reactionary kind of right. pro war statement. Whereas you know, it's not. It's just about human stories in this crazy world that we're living in. Absolutely. seeking to unite wherever possible we're not about saying you are wrong and we are right we're just about asking questions and you give us and we don't even ask you to give us the answer no ask the questions and that's it so what will people think about wasted soul then because, you know, one of the things I love about the tangent, again, I keep saying this, one of the things I love about, and there's so many of, I've met so many things, is the surprise. And, you know, a Motown track is a beautiful surprise. Well, I, I think that, you know, um, because of these divisions in, in society um, and, and, in, and, and in gender, really, you know, Motown music is 
colossally important to the development of music in uh, in general. You know, absolutely. It's, it's absolutely fantastic stuff. Yep. And, you, you know, and it, you, if you become musically polarised, like, you know, all you're interested in is metal and the rest of it is all sort of like, you know, um, soft rock for pussies, that kind of stuff, you know. <laughs> yes. That's... Uh, that's that's fair enough, but like, you know, if it, it, it's like I've said before, that if you happen to be um, a progressive rock fan um, and you were listening to listening to progressive rock music from 1966 when Pink Floyd made, um, you know, uh, uh, Piper at the Gates of Dawn oh. through to 1973 when, you know, uh, Tales from Topographic Oceans came out. If you were listening to that music, then the chances are that also exceedingly present in the soundtrack of your life was music from Black Americans, um, like uh, like the Tamla Motown people, like the the uh, the Stax people, yep. the Ike and Tina Turners, the Phil Spectors, Renettes, all that kind of stuff. All these things were going on, and they will be part of a a soundtrack of your life <laughs> and they were they were building blocks in prog as much as anything else was absolutely uh, and you know we, we we all kind of sort of like think from from the progressive music's point of view oh yes uh, that uh, keith emerson and really uh, you know the, the the man who brought synthesizers to the world's attention and, and of course he was and so it was Rick and all this but yeah but hey Stevie Wonder was using him at the same time that's right uh, when Meyer were using him at the same time yep. Heatwave were using him at the same time yes Commodores these were really influential uses of synthesizers that went on to have just as much importance in the future development of music as Rick Wakeman and Keith Emerson of course they did you know yeah um a parliament with Funkadelic oh, and uh, the Booty Collins stuff of the use extraordinary. of Boog Bass was arguably just as, uh, <laughs> as influential as, as anything that Keith did, you know. So um, I, I, we, we moved on from those days of, of sort of seeing, well, black music's one corner and if we're not, you know, we're, uh, it's all bloody music. And yes. Made by you, human beings, one race of people who've made all this incredible music since before before we can even remember. Um, and uh, there's there's no part of it I want to be off limits uh, because everybody's just got so many different ideas. Yeah, oh, it's, it, yeah, absolutely right, and that's that's kind of where we came in. You know that that um, that progressive rock is well, progressive music. Is about taking taking music forward and using what's what's influenced you to take it forward. It doesn't mean that you're cutting things off. It means that everything's on the table. That's right. Yes, of course. Uh, yes, when we came in, I mean, and I suspect we're getting near to the end of the. Here <laughs> I'm, I'm winding it up, Andy. I'm doing it very well. Song with an introduction, a development. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah. A central piece, and then a re recapitulation of the theme coming up to the big finish. I'm quite, <laughs> I'm quite proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yes, well, but but you know, you you continue to delight um, me musically, and it's delight. It's always delightful to speak to you as well, and it's um and I'm really. I just thank you for taking the time to chat to me. This is now the end. Right. Okay. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you, Andy. It's lovely to speak to you, and take care. Have a lovely night. Best wishes. Take care. Bye bye. Bye.